good start. It's a great start. Yeah, it's the first win. Here we go. Only one person in a million can survive that. We survive. That's just what we do. I just hope we can win a game. Welcome to Survivor, presented by Seize the Gap Fantasy Football. The NFL season isn't here just yet, but it is closer than you think. I am one of your hosts, Jamie G. Esquire, the fifth master of selection. Give me Vaughn. Give me Rick Vaughn. Yeah. I'm here with my co-host, Magna Mills, to get you ready for the 2023 NFL Survivor Leagues. Mills, how you doing up in here, up in here? I am Magna Mills, and I do remember this creepy guy named Damien who wanted to be my friend. Was he like Chucky? <laughs> yeah, just like Chucky. Looks like we're both lucky now. Well, amidst the fog, the snakes, and living with the frogs, you need to survive. It's rough out there. Thank you for checking out Survivor 2023, presented by Season Gap Fantasy Football. You can find us on YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. We're also on the social media. I don't know what the hell they're calling the sites these days, but we are at Season Gap FF, wherever you can find us. And please... You know, you might be able to forget whatever the hell they're calling Twitter these days, but don't forget the flaps. Way more important. Follow, like, and please subscribe. This is how we know that you like what we're doing. It helps other people find our channel. We greatly appreciate it. If you had fun, don't forget the thumb. Mills, we picked on the low foreheads already. What are we doing next? I love the running man reference, man. I shout out regular dudes. Watch stuff. Uh, anyway, we're going to go to the opposite end of the spectrum this time and look at the teams in the NFL who we expect to be the best and therefore the teams that we want to use somewhat judiciously in Survivor. You know, maybe you don't want to burn them right out the gate, or do you? I don't know. Here are the teams with the highest projected 2023 win totals via DraftKings Sportsbook. We've got the Kansas City Queefs. Up on top, 11.5 win total. We've got Philadelphia Eagles at that same 11.5 wins. Cincinnati between 10.5 and 11.5 and kind of off the board. San Francisco at 10.5. My Buffalo Bills at 10.5. And the Baltimore Ravens at 10.5. That's pretty much all the teams that have a projected win total of 10.5 wins or more. Where do you want to start, my man? Well, I guess that depends, man. Is that like a real question? Or to, to paraphrase the Godfather, are you like... Oh my God, it's Josh Allen. I miss you so much. If I don't see you soon, I'm going to die. Uh, like Michael, just uh, just longing for K there or what's going on, man? Uh, well, if if I were, you know, if I were going to get emotional about some shit, we'd start with the Bills. But instead, let's look at the cold, hard data and start up top with the Kansas City Queefs. Yeah, dude, not going to lie. The Chiefs have a tough schedule. You can say that about a lot of these good teams. That's kind of the way scheduling works. I mean, but if you really look at the Chiefs, they're at home in week three against the Bears. It's really tough to see a better spot than using them. What do you think, man? Do you think you could actually burn KC three weeks into the Survivor season? You don't really want to because historically they've started slow and gotten better as the as the year has gone on. But given their schedule, you know, and honestly how difficult the first couple of weeks the Survivor is, I think you can make a case for it, Mills. I really do. Yeah, especially because it always feels like somehow the Raiders come close to beating them once a year. You can see Denver being tough. The fact that those teams are kind of viewed as on the easier side, but yet I you know, really don't want to go there for the Chiefs. I, I think you do have a point. It is week three. You do have to survive. But on the other hand, you know, it gets a little thin. We're not quite into projecting the whole schedule out yet. You do have injuries to worry about. God forbid something ever happened. You know, maybe 
you know, I don't even want to say it out loud, but say the Chiefs had a major injury and you didn't use them, you're going to be sitting there in week six or seven being like, man, I wish I would use them in week three. And you can kind of say that about anybody, but I think the Chiefs especially are one of those teams that when we get into it, it's going to be kind of a make or break decision for your survivor leagues about when you use them. I think definitely them in the 49ers, especially because the NFC is a little bit weaker, our two teams that kind of stick out as teams that, you know, when you use them, you better make sure you're in the good spot for them, so to speak. All right, Mills, you wanted me to not be emotional and come from a place of logic when we were going to talk about the Bills, but I got to ask you, my dude, how are you going to handle talking about your birds? Let's let's get into a little bit of Philadelphia Eagles. Kind of the same thing as the Chiefs. I alluded to a bit that you really feel uncomfortable taking them in the AFC West matchup. It's really the same thing in the NFC East. And the real team is the Commanders. They should be the spot on the schedule that you're kind of circling as an Eagles fan looking at the schedule. But I'll tell you what, man, we lost to the Commanders. We were the last undefeated team in the league last year, lost to the Commanders. I do not really feel comfortable taking them there. They're at home against Washington in week four. They're at Washington in week eight. Outside of that, man, they got Arizona, but not until week 17. So fuck all planning for that long ahead. And then it's Tampa Bay in week three at Tampa. That feels like kind of the only realistic option. I don't know, man. Uh, what do you think of the Eagles, man? Are you willing to kind of burn them against the Commanders? Are they a team you'd be willing to hold or... You know, is that week three in Tampa looking kind of juicy? I think it is. I think you're probably being a little bit, you know. Commanders have a wide range of outcomes, friend, and they play them early in the year. I could see late in the year, they're a mess and they tank for QB or something. They're not going to, Rob Rivera is still going to be coaching for his job probably in week eight. Oh, oh yeah. But I I think that there might be some more places to use them. I mean, you know, I know those divisional games are, are rough and there's really not a whole lot there. I mean, I like them at home against uh, against the Vikings. You know, I think that could be something. I, I don't know that that's a game I'm going to take that week, but it's a place you could potentially use them. I'm not as high on the Bucks as everyone else, so I, I like them there as well. And then kind of the Commanders. And honestly, I know they're going out west, but against the Rams is, is another one that I expect them to be able to clean up. Rams are a little bit TBD. I want to see them play the first month. If they're two and two and look a little feisty, I'd be a lot more worried. Barring injury and, and however the, the season's going to unfold for, for all the teams on their schedule, right? It looks like the Eagles are a team you kind of want to take early in the year, right? If you're going to use them. I mean, once once you start getting to like Eagles, like really after that Rams game, I mean, it's it's the Jets, the Dolphins, the Commanders. You can make a case of there. Um, the Cowboys, the the Chiefs. I mean, there's just you know, every week they've kind of got a big game. So you're not going to hold out till till the last game of the to the year. Um, if you you know, so I think it, earlier is better for the for the birds this year. Yeah, I'd say that. I mean, we, you know, even now we have 18 weeks, so it's it's an extra week for Survivor. That adding that extra game on the season made it even a little bit more complicated in survivor you'd be amazed what adding that one extra week does uh it still feels like week 17 is the final week sometimes but no you have another week after that so yeah i don't think you can realistically i'd say you want to plan ahead but i think about eight weeks or so is uh, that's even pretty aggressive really because a lot can happen injuries especially are going to yeah. reshape how we deal with our survivor injuries Now, the Bengals are off the board at a couple of books because of Joe Burrow's calf injury. Assuming he misses a week or two uh, at at the most, the Bengals matchup there in week five at the Cardinals seems to be a prime time target for Survivor. Am I right? That that one's got me uh, chomping at the bit a little bit. I would say so. I mean, they're home week 10 against the Texans, home week 14 against the Colts. 
And that's kind of it. Another team with a tough schedule, you really never want to play them in a divisional game. Um, I mean, that's two decent matchups. But I mean, again, like we were saying, week 10 is like so far away. It might as well be like the year 2050 or something like that in Survivor. And again, you don't know if this calf injury will linger or anything like that for Burrow. How are you uh, approaching the Bengals, man? You think, again, this is probably a, a spot to maybe kind of use them the first chance you get, or are they worth kind of holding, see how it shakes out? Well, they too have kind of started slow a little bit, right? Historically with under the Joe Burrow regime, where, you know, the first couple of weeks, there, there's some surprises. I don't mind them. Um, what is that? October 1st, I think, in, in Tennessee, uh, again, the week before the Cardinals. I think that's a good spot. Tennessee's always tough at home, but then they'll lose to the Texans or something. Tennessee's another team I need to see a couple of games, really, before I feel comfortable kind of making a read on them in Survivor. But they'll be another team because of their schedule that definitely is interesting, at least. Outside of that, though, you know, I think that the bank, the Jaguars game, I'm not really touching that until I see what the Jaguars are going to be. Um, obviously, the Colts December 10th. And then, you know, I'm not I'm not super high on the Vikings this year. So I could see the, you know, the Bengals. I know they're on the road there, but um, that could be a, a, a potential play, too. But, yeah, I think, again, kind of the week four through five there looks like like the best spots unless you want to wait, you know, until closer to week 10. I mean, it's one of those things. Obviously, we're expecting Joe Burrow back by week five, but you feel like the Bengals would still probably be favored, even if it was Trevor Simeon or, or whoever a quarterback for them over the Cardinals, assuming that Kyler Murray's not back, or even if it was his first game back. I don't think I would feel super comfortable riding with the Cardinals there. So my guess is they're probably shaping up to be like the super duper ultra chalk in week five. But this might be one of those cases where you eat the chalk because it's good for you. You know, sometimes you, it's you good need for a seaweed you. break. You know, that's what happens. Absolutely. Um, tell me about your spaghetti policy. Now, but before you do that, how about we talk a little 49ers? They've got Brock Purdy back and they get to play the Cardinals twice. They're at home versus Arizona in week four, and then they travel to the Zona in week 15. Other than that, though, they're home versus Tampa in week 11 and on the road uh, against the Commies in week 17 in Washington. So, Anything stick out for you here on on the Niners is kind of the, the number one, number two gun in the NFC? I really think that they're a team that you're going to have to kind of make a decision on one way or the other because they also play the Rams twice, which uh, didn't kind of list in the blurb there. You know, and again, it's because those are division games. They can always get a little weird, but you have to think if the 49ers are healthy, they're a very good football team. They're pretty balanced. I think it's going to be maybe even a bigger decision with the Chiefs because I feel like the Chiefs are going to have less chances to use them. It doesn't sound that great for the 49ers, but I guarantee you there's going to be a couple duds in the NFC. I think you're going to have a lot of good chances to use them. So they are probably the team I'm going to be kind of most judicious with, I think, because again, you're going to be able to use them more times than anybody else, I think. And we'll get into that kind of when we do our grand plan and, and break down the entire schedule and your options. But the 49ers are going to be a, a very prominent uh, survivor team for me, one of the biggest I'm interested in, you know, saving or at least making sure I deploy them in the right spot. How about you, man? Any uh, Anything on the Niners? Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I think it's going to come down to kind of some of the other factors that you're looking at, like, well, if I want to use them this week, do I have anyone else? Because I'm going to be able to use them again. You know, some of those different strategy, and we'll, we'll get into more of that uh, as the show rolls on. But outside of a couple of division games, I, you know, I like them against the Browns. 
you know, I just I think that they're you know they just you, you definitely hate the Browns though, a little bit. You do have a little anti-Browns bias going on. They're another team I need to see a couple games. I think. Yeah, I, I just look, man. I don't I don't think they're going to be that good. They're not in the same echelon as the 49ers, Even taking away my my Brown. Uh, no, no, out. definitely not. They just also I still think they owe another pick to the Texans. So I just don't think they have a ton of incentive to tank, one way or the other. So jobs are on the line there. Kevin Stefanski is most definitely on the hot on the hot seat there. Yeah, but yeah, I think you know, like I said, there's there's going to be places to use them. It's just it's one of those ones where you use it well. Yeah, I guess really again because they play the Cardinals twice, so that's going to be the huge thing. It makes all the teams in that division look good. Uh, another team there with the uh, ten and a half win total is the Baltimore Ravens. I think they are going to be the absolute stone cold chalk in Week One at home versus the Texans. And then they get uh, week three, their home versus the Colts, week eight at the Cardinals. What do you think, man? Do you burn them in week one, or is it maybe more inviting to try to go another way, get off that chalk, and then maybe, you know, use them in week three, week eight, or even past that? I absolutely have to use them in week one. And the reason why, it's it's more so I don't really like anything else week one. Week one is real tough. I think you got to use them there, but there are going to be opportunities later, you know, later on in the year with them. If you can get comfortable with something else week one. Maybe it's the fact that I've been burned by the Texans a couple of times in recent years uh, in Survivor, but I, I am a little bit hesitant here. You know, we'll get into this more in our strategy show, but week one, one of my general rules of thumb is just fade the chalkiest team wherever possible. Again, unless you're running multiple entries, we'll talk about that, but it does really feel like, I'm probably going to use them in, that, in those first eight weeks. I mean, home versus Texans, home versus the Colts, at the Cardinals. Those are three pretty prime matchups. So if I had to guess right now, unless something goes crazy, on most of my entries, I'll probably burn Baltimore. You know, if not in the first three weeks, definitely in the first eight. By the end of October, you're using them. Yeah, come Halloween, maybe it's, you know, and then you got to plan for the inevitable. See, I don't even want to say it out loud, but injuries happen and, uh, and they can definitely affect the squad. We, we've seen that over every season in Survivor. And I'll set it up for you, man. Our final team here, 10 and a half projected wins is the Buffalo Bills. They look like a solid Survivor option early in the season. They're home versus the Raiders in week two, travel to face the Commanders in week three. They've also got the Bucks in Buffalo in week eight. And then they've got the Patriots in Buffalo in week 17. Uh, Jamie G, fuck the Patriots. And how do you feel about using the Bills in Survivor? And no reverse jinx bullshit or anything like that. Paul Abdul here, straight up. Ah, man. Um, (laughs) You're right. I think just like the Eagles, just like the uh, Chiefs, I think the AFC East is also going to be a really tough division. And until you kind of see it unfold, maybe the second time these teams play each other, I don't know that anybody's going to be super comfortable um, picking anybody against each other in the AFC East division. I just think it's going to be hard. You know, New England, maybe, but especially that first matchup, Bills-Jets, you know, Miami Bills. Like, these are all things where it's like, yeah, you, you just you just don't necessarily feel uh, feel great about it. So, you know, week two, week three um, look to be good spots. Raiders at home and then and then down in Washington to take on the Commanders. Uh, I like them against the Bucs. Um, you know, we'll see what's kind of later in the year. We'll see where the Broncos are. Uh, but they have a really tough schedule too, man. I mean, I think it's kind of week two and three it just sucks that a lot of the kind of blue chip teams 
are all kind of you want to use them at the same time just the way the schedule broke out right they're all kind of early team so you gotta you gotta really dive in here and put some strategy in it and figure out when you're using them and, and when you can use somebody else yeah, I definitely feel very good. Like, I think the Raiders, for me, are what the Browns are for you. I'm very confident in the failure of the Raiders, although Jimmy Garoppolo even should still be healthy in Week 2. But I think, man, you get that Week 2 matchup at home versus the Raiders and Week 3 versus the Commanders, those are both really tempting. And like you said, the Bills do have a, a pretty tough schedule. I don't mind the Bucks in Week 8, but I definitely could see myself using the Bills in that, you know, in Week 2 or Week 3. I think it definitely could work out that way. Any takeaways from this exercise other than confirming that the Buffalo Bills are just fucking awesome? Uh, I mean, I think we pretty much kind of hammered this point home, but I think that I'm probably going to lean towards burning some of these elite teams early in Survivor contests, mostly for a couple of reasons. You know, there's not a lot of bad teams, right? The Cardinals are really the only team that seems to be out and out, you know, quote unquote, tanking. They're just not that interested in winning games this year. That number will grow throughout the season, but right out the gate, it, there's not a lot of other teams you can kind of target like that. And as we always say, injuries are kind of going to define the game here. They really do define football. A lot of times the teams that are there at the end are the healthiest teams. There is a strong correlation there. So that's why you have to adapt your plan and your strategy throughout the season. And another reason to maybe use the elite teams earlier is because of the scheduling. Those elite teams are going to play more on national television on short rest as the season goes along. So there is an argument for using them a little bit earlier when they're healthier and more rested. And you also trust the elite teams are going to come out of the gate in better form. I would rather bet on a good team than against a bad team. You know what I mean? Especially in a league like the NFL where just a play or two or a penalty here or there or an injury can kind of really flip the script. And, you know, I, I think the deal is you can't win a Survivor League if you're out, right? You see that every year. There's a big upset in the first week or two, and boom, half the league's out of it. But at the end of the day, the worst case in Survivor is a coin flip, right? I know technically there are odds, but at the end of the day, there's two teams. You got to pick one to win. It's not that you need to just burn all the best teams early. I just think I feel better about kind of getting my chips in when it's good and then, you know, risking it on a coin flip later to kind of put it in poker parlance. Uh, anything to add kind of an, any takeaways from talking about the top teams here? Well, a lesson learned from last year, my final play last year when I got kicked out deep in the season, I still had the Philadelphia Eagles. And at that point they had lost one time. You know, that that really, really, really stings. So for me, it's like I should have, you know, I should have, I could have saved other teams that were better later in the year and used the Eagles earlier. And, you know, I, instead of like letting myself get in my own head about, well, they're going to lose eventually. Uh, you know, once a team starts going 7, 8, 9, 10, and 0, it's kind of like, okay, well, they're going to lose. You know, you're just waiting for them to lose. Um, and I, I fell victim to that last year. So, and that just feeds into exactly what we're saying when when the time just use them don't be afraid to use them you gotta survive um but be smart about it yeah and i mean i think that really plays into kind of the strategy of it overall which is perfect because that's exactly what we're going to talk about on our next episode kind of just overall survivor contest strategy game theory how to pick your leagues all that good stuff and then after that i think we're going to actually kind of break down our big uh grand plan you know taking a little uh riff on the the dmx classic grand finale there featuring ja rule dmx and whatnot uh belly soundtrack and Nas. belly Nas soundtrack right, yeah. yeah belly soundtrack is where it was at belly soundtrack was where it was at they even used the little clip in there from the movie and shit 
Um, real good one. And on that note, we'll be making our week one picks before you know it. So thank you guys for checking out Survivor 2023 presented by the fine folks at Season Gap Fantasy Football. We will be here each and every week during the NFL season to help you advance in the Survivor Leagues until you're the man or woman alone on the top of the mountain with a big old bag of dollar signs on it. Mills, please remind everyone where they can find us. I mean, we are those guys. We are so sharp. We have those razor blade toenails that cut holes inside of tube socks. There's your deep cut belly reference. Again, thank you for checking out Survivor 2023 presented by Season Gap Fantasy Football. You can find us on YouTube, wherever you get your pods, on the social medias, at Season Gap FF. Do not forget the flaps. Just like, you know, you have to not forget to buy more socks when your toenails keep cutting holes inside of them. Do not forget to follow, like, and please subscribe. Helps other people find our show, find our channel. We greatly appreciate it. Remember, if you had fun, we'd really appreciate a thumb. I'm Magna Mills. He's Jamie G. And please also don't forget that the key to winning your Survivor Leagues is very simple. You just need to have a plan and you need to get lucky. And lucky for you, we're here to help. See you next time. And remember, we can't help you survive until week one. That is on you, Scooby-Doo. Okie dokie doggy daddy.